Trigger warning. Due to his constrained English vocabulary, Martin often leans on crude language and swearing to make his point. I blame it on his northern heritage and lack of creativity. Matt is also a bit rough. You are here by caution. in progress yeah finally 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 welcome back to another episode of the friday official confession podcast uh with me martin christensen and my co-host matt el brocco who yet again finds himself missing but he said he might be popping in we don't know uh but today finally we're going to try to do again what we did over a year ago and invite Mr. Luke Todd. A dude, I met on Twitter now, X. I'm, don't, I'm not comfortable with X. I'm, I'm saying Twitter. Yeah. yeah and with us, we have a while. Yeah, it's still Twitter. Yeah. And Luke Todd should, yeah, fuck it. Luke, you can introduce yourself, can't you? Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? Nice to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my, my name's Luke. Um I am on Twitter. Um I'm a physio in Exeter in Devon. And um yeah. You're a hobbit. General shenanigans, memes, all that stuff. So um yeah, here for the funnies mostly. Yeah. And we've met in real life, haven't we? Yeah. We have, yeah. Yeah. Had a bit yeah, of yeah. We had You've a, tasted yeah, some of Devon's finest ciders as well. Yeah. We met on my trip up to Alistair and he came down for a boy's night. And uh, well, that ended great, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a good. And uh, no also, it's never this, forget. Yeah. Yeah. Few, few yeah good memories. Seen. <laughs> <laughs> it shall not be spoken of. <laughs> I forbid it. And uh, it also needs to be mentioned that Luke Todd has, or Toddy, as we have come to know him, is, uh, is the owner of two very impressive biceps. Yeah, he's he's like uh, a hidden uh, muscle monster. Yeah. <laughs> and this brings us to Rubbish. our second guest today, a joker. A uh, man that has lived far longer than anyone else in this industry. <laughs> in the history of the it's world. In the history of the world. He was, he was old there, was when full. God was created. Yeah. <laughs> and he was there at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> he was there at the, at the very beginning. It was Martin Billy, and then there was God. <laughs> And Martin Billing said, I need a place to train. So God created Earth. <laughs> Stuff like that. But yeah. Now and he's uh, sometimes fitter than the rest of us. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. And that's insane. That's that that makes me quite mad because like we should be. We we're about the same age, Luke, right? Yeah, takes the test, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we like we're not badly shaped, are we? 
too bad. I you know. are not badly I'm shaped. I'm pretty rotund these days. I'm in the shape. I'm out of shape. Yeah. And then we got Mr. Mr. Billing that just celebrated his 50th, 50th, 50th. Yeah. There it is. Five zero. Five zero. Indeed. So um, let's hear from the real muscle monster. Present yourself, Mr. Billing. So yes, I'm 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 um, I'm Martin, and I also am a physiotherapist by background, and um, not that I kind of do that anymore. Um, not really. I am um, a manager. I'm afraid to say yeah. in the NHS, and um, one of those middle management people, yeah. uh, one of the chiefs, not one yeah. of the Indians. The middle management, maybe middle management. You, yeah, you know how middle management is created. How's that? You get the person, the individuals that nobody can work with and are really shitty ones, and they get pushed <laughs> up. Fair enough. Because I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not far off with my people skills, to be fair. <laughs> what did he say to that patient? Get him in management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll ask you. Management. Management, man. And, uh, one of the things we could uh, probably get into today is uh, how to, how you are working really hard because we've been talking a lot offline or off camera, off mic uh, about you, how you're trying to implement good evidence-based structure and into a network like NHS. But um, first of all, we'd like to hear why me and Luke are so envious of you and your and your body. <laughs> Why is that? Well, first, well, f first of all, I, there's absolutely no reason to be because it's 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 really not that impressive at all. I um, it, it's um, so I, I, shall I shall I give you a very brief synopsis of my fitness um, journey as it was? I had um, back surgery in two thousand and eight for a yeah, um, disc see. issue i know yeah um and my first ever workout about two or three years after i did nothing um for about two or three years i used my back as an excuse i freely admit and i tried running that was my first thing i went out for a run i got about 50 yards my back hurt so i turned around and walked home and over about a year i built up a running of about three miles three times a week that was it that was that was the start of my journey then i bought some old vinyl york you probably know those um plates yeah. Luke, those york filled with cement they're like these vinyl cement things filled with cement. Yeah. yeah um for my garage and then it just it just went on from there and and four years ago four and a half years ago uh crossfit was introduced to me by a colleague called andy russell shout out to him who's now a um acp at scarborough and um just turned fitness on its head for me um it gave me new meaning if that's a bit if that's how it went and just wanted to get better at everything and it's driven me ever since really and that's that's where it's at yeah um, but you kind of on your head as well because you've been in handstand press up literally literally yeah. on my head yeah, yeah. um and it, it, yeah have, you, have the... you ever seen something more annoying than a 50 year old person doing handstand push-ups yeah. <laughs> or like a fucking video like that video he was walking on his hands across yeah. the gym like it was nothing 
Like, but well, you're done. Get the fuck on home. Go to your I used to do that up the corridor at university in my dressing gown without any pants on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which never went down well. He wants uh, to play the elephant game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so so yeah, so that's a that's a brief history and and, and I've I've become hooked and, and it is um a real um diversion away from everything is the gym for me without the gym i don't know where i'd have been over the last four years so it's it's been it's been very important and um and i like the way it's not about anything other than feeling good you know feeling fit and being able to do stuff you know i did that's that's why i do it really Uh, everything else is a secondary to it really yeah without sounding too wanky really yeah well yeah you feel like that I know you've been in management for quite a while, but do you ever, um, or have you ever tried to impart that on patients in terms of? Yeah, that very feeling much. That I, you get, whether, you know, that's personal. Yeah. Tube, you know, yeah. You it was, interestingly, yeah. Yeah. Them. I, I tried to, I tried to do a few. I, I, I brushed into fitness with patients instead of rehab on occasion, purely because that's where I thought I should be doing it, you know, and it was a mistake because. Um, fitness and strength and condition or whatever you want to call it is very different to what patients clinically need isn't it and uh not what we should be offering but um so yeah so i, I did that for a few but it could be but um and it worked a little bit in some people and it didn't work with us like everything else um yeah. yeah so but the but the more i got into it the more i tried to push that i suppose the the external stuff that that we try or we should be driving that the healthy lifestyle and and general well-being as opposed to um the interventional this is what we should do in healthcare type stuff you know that's that's where i try and dra- drove it uh, towards yeah. the end of my clinical stuff definitely yeah. people well, uh, are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, funnily enough people are, yeah still don't listen do they but um could you uh, just take us through uh a training week for you right this yeah, is going to piss me off but you know it's for it's for um, listeners yeah so it's it's morphed over the last um two to two to two to three years and at the moment i'm on an olympic cycle um so i try so i have a five-day plan which is split into like today was um in fact i'll I'll read i'll read it out because i've got it written down um snatch to toes slow pull to above knee power snatch low power snatch pause into overhead squats jumping snatch pull snatch grip bent bent over row snatch grip behind neck press with uh weighted planks and then some other drills and then i'd maybe sometimes fit a a little wad on there like farmer's carries or assault bike blast after that um yeah yeah tomorrow and tomorrow will be um tomorrow is a clean day so clean uh, clean pulls and power cl- uh, power cleans with big extensions and a, and a heavy back squat after that yeah. do you do you create that yourself based on your understanding or is it based off um certain training regimes for other people so um at the, at the moment i'm getting help through a through a program um funnily enough my for my 50th birthday my ops lead colleagues bought me membership to the cleaning at the cleaning zone that's a different thing the lifting zone run by sunny webster um i don't know if you've had an ex-olympic lifter so i've kind of morphed into that and getting a little bit of support through a trainer with that and it's all good yeah it's all good so in video feedback it's it's been it's been very different and um 
hugely enlightening thinking that for four years I've got away with heavy, well, heavy-ish cleans without actually knowing what I'm doing. And now I know what I'm doing. I'm back to very basics and a, a real beginner in, in it because it's it's a different world, a completely different world to what I've understood before. But very interesting um, and challenging. And it's and it was it, it's been good because the year that I've had this year, um, I, I I was I got to the point with my fitness um, where I was thinking, oh Christ, I've got to go to the gym today. I still went every day for six days a week, but I was getting to the point where I just thought, you know. Um, um, so this has refreshed it, and I'm I'm now back in that zone of right. What time is it? I need to be at the gym now, type thing. Yeah. And I'm you know planning and thinking and videoing and yeah. So it's it's so it's it's been very important. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Set. But just to. to um... Add in another perspective that uh, I remember you texting me saying that shit, I can't go to the gym like three or four days this week. So naturally, I'm doing all of my sessions through two days. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so I was like, that, I first I was like, yeah, yeah, because you maybe have a. It will be good for you to take a time off, but let the body rest. No, no. no. Oh no! You do three sessions a day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did. Uh, yeah, I did a. I did a two-hour session. So I. That was that was when I was doing sort of like a, a traditional um, pull push split type thing. So I did two sets of push pull in a day, twice, essentially. And on my days off, I went for a run. Actually, I didn't have a day off. No. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. It's it just infuriating. Fucking! <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling. Okay, I'm struggling. Yeah. When you get when you're not when you're not when you haven't done it i just kind of get this weird sort of Ooh, i've got to go and i've got to move i've got to do something you know well yeah, yeah. i could, I could I probably I could live i live through uh, two or three days but after three days i get really mm. anxious i'm trying to have a, a yep. three-day strength and two-day running mm. uh what about you luke how's your fitness regime um well it's like most of our patients where you, you ask them, you know, they, they know what they should do, but they don't necessarily do it. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, so I've got a garage and I could have a little, little garage where I've never been a big gym goer. And, um, but in my own little space, I'm a bit of a hermit by choice. Um, like my dark places, dark room, sit in the front room with the curtains drawn. That's how they ask. That's me. Um, my wife's always opening them up again. So what are you doing? <laughs> in the garage um so i've got some like a, a weights bench and a, a rack um I borrowed a couple of things got a pull-up bar that type of thing so it's more and i've got some cardio machines as well so just the cardio machines don't really get used as much i'm trying to kind of increase yeah. now but yeah and lots of strength things so I, I generally it's not as regimented but i try and do something you know maybe probably on average every other day I'm doing something where I'm doing like four sets of, I, I usually do like supersets. So I'll, I'll kind of, um, you know, mix yeah. it up, uh, pushing and pulling type stuff. So using different body parts. Um, initially I just did certain body areas like back and biceps. Or whatever, but with right. um, recent events, I just kind of, yeah, mixed it up a bit. Do, do what you can do. Yeah, the same. Because like I got two, two small quick kids and so my time is limited. But you, Mr. Luke, Went and got a third one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. And how was, was life? It was a choice as well. 
we actually talked about it. So it was as, as an actual decision. It wasn't just a mistake. Hang on, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm going to mute him. Oh, for fuck. So I muted Luke now because did you hear he said it wasn't a mistake? I did hear that. Yeah, I heard I heard the word planning. I yeah. heard the word choice. I, I'm yeah. just I, I need to pour some more wine. I don't understand. No, that it just oh fuck. I just that that's oh my god. Yeah. I mean two two's yeah, a round not, number, isn't it? Two's a nice number. We interrupt yeah. this broadcast for an important announcement. <laughs> <laughs> February twenty twenty four, coming your way in Norway, learn disability for mainstream healthcare practitioners. Contact Mr. Martin Christensen for all inquiries. We'll see you there. Don't miss out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was always there. Uh, shouting away, of course. And uh, yeah. So stop out if you're in Norway, North Norway, border, 17th of February next year. We're having a live show. And if you be there. People take it up, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Are well, you actually, we haven't sold that many tickets yet. I know. Should we? Should we unmute? Uh, yeah, we unmute Luke now. We let him back in. We had to mute Luke, Alice, because he told us that the third child was his choice and it was planned. Mm. Yeah. Uh, as a father of one, I think anything more than one is like, yeah. Wild, wild. It is chaos. There's no need for it. It's just no need. You know, like in physio, you get uncertainty around what diagnosis is, what to do next. Yeah, never. I've I've my house, I, I descri describe my house as constantly uncertain. You don't know what you stand on. Be Lego. Could be someone. You're going to say you never know when you get, you know, get another kid. <laughs> yeah, it could be an 18, 18 month year old kid you're standing on. You never know, <laughs> but uh, but you did uh, you did take control of your life and you got snipped, didn't you, Luke? Yeah, yeah. You get it's funny. You get you get a letter basically saying, "Well done, you've been sterilized." All right, <laughs> could choose a different term. Lovely, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, my mate got one that said, uh, "Is either that or you are now infertile or something?" Yeah. And he was like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I wish I she said sterilized. I thought, God, it's a strong word. Yeah. yeah. I suppose it is good it is. stuff. All right. Uh, we welcome. Um, this has been a chaos uh, stop because we uh, Luke didn't know you guys were popping in. So I was going to surprise him and unsettle yeah. him, which I kind of. Great surprise. Yeah. Great surprise. And we've been talking about uh, Martin's uh, training routine. And how train, I've not heard him mention it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, came as a surprise for me as well. Yeah, he's a bit skinny, skinny lad for somebody who trains, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rising to that, Alistair. <laughs> oh, just rise and just we like can make a height joke, but that would upset Martin as well, wouldn't it? So we won't get into those. Fuck you. <laughs> it's all right, Wade. You'll be okay. Oh, yeah, so his hands will regrow someday. Tall ass ogre. I love how you got your top button up, Alistair. Like a pro proper salesman. Yeah. Well, you know, my name isn't Alistair, as you can see from my screen name. Obviously, this will be a podcast, but it's a, it's a bit like it should be in Green Street. 
<laughs> I was looking for the work cup that I've had on today, but um, have I don't you got know a tag on? <laughs> it's because I'm northern for crying out loud. Honestly, you're not northern. It's just stereotype. Relatively northern. northern. No, you're not. Where does the north? Where is the line? Do we think in Britain for for the north? Because it's, it's just one line. It's the Arctic. It's the Arctic Circle. That's the fucking line. The Arctic Circle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's all relative, just, isn't it? I suppose. Anywhere no, above Bristol. It's no. It's the <laughs> exactly. Arctic. Boxy. Breast up north. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> nice. No. Troy. Grits. I think it should be anywhere that you need to carry a knife when you go out into the wilderness. So, yeah. you know, Birmingham is probably Birmingham, you know, Leicester, mm. north of that, Nottingham, that sort of area. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. Oh, we got Plymouth. For that. <laughs> What what are we actually what is the actual subject tonight? By the way, that we're, that we're crashing. Well, yeah, uh, the thought was that we were going to recreate the uh, an episode that me and Luke Todd uh, Toddy did um, over a year ago when I was feeling really sick and the internet broke and I couldn't salvage the intel. And in there, Luke had a funny story, not as funny as you being shit in the mouth, Alisa, but you know, <laughs> relatively funny compared to that. <laughs> It's like, and uh, it was about farts and patience. Can you remember, Luke? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please, so I was. Oh, what was the story again? More of this fucking. I want to tell it again. Go. Yeah, I want you to tell it again. So, yeah, I, I kind of wrote it down and had a bit more detail last time, but I, I remember it as I remember it. Um, it wasn't actually involving me, but it was a colleague. So basically, um, probably come and gone now but you remember those kind of intermediate care type places where people could go and stay for a few weeks um and, and yeah. re- almost like yeah like a kind of site you could do. so there's loads of people staying there maybe kind of i don't know 30 40 patients something like that and my friend was a, a rehab assistant he's now a physio which is brilliant um went on to, to good things and um but there was they always kind of all the patients sat around tables at lunchtime. That's everything. And there's a few patients that didn't like each other. Um, one, there was a kind of lady there that, um, as he described it, it was kind of one of those ladies that kind of complained about everything and um, was was disgusted by sometimes quite small things. And then there's this uh, quite large fella, and um, they just didn't get on. And um, so he decided to kind of walk straight past her. Um, and he, I think he dropped something and so he bent over towards the floor, but I think he kind of purposefully did it. He basically bent over, um, kind of right in front of her, kind of squeezed past her, bent over. And then he let rip the kind of <laughs> loud, horrendous, you know, <laughs> ear busting fart <laughs> in her direction. And, um, my, my friend just basically said he broke down, like he couldn't, his legs wouldn't hold him up, but he found it so funny. He tried not to laugh, but he just couldn't. So, um, so these are guys that just, and, and basically this lady started gagging. She started, um, you know, almost throwing up with the situation. Like, yeah. Was this, was this another patient doing this? Um, it's got, there's a kind of situation I'd probably, um, do the same. Yeah. I mean, farts are funny, aren't they? Fart. I mean, it's just, yeah, they are. You, can, you can do about it really. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, was was you, it an uh, intentional act, you believe, Luke? Sorry? Was it an intentional act? Well, when my friend described it, he said they really didn't like each other. And I think he did it purposefully. So, <laughs> intent. So it's proper schoolyard sort of, you know, flirting yeah, techniques yeah. going on there. Imagine, you know, a fairly large fella, you know, got a bit bit about him in the old, um, you know, stomach region, a bit of extra gas going around. Yeah. Oh. It was powerful. So I heard. Fart so good, though. It's a classy drive-by fart, isn't it? Pretty much. It's a good classic. Yeah. <laughs> You've never done any of those, Ali? I mean, no. No. I think I feel like I, I miss out on farm hu- fart humour. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're funny. I think my area of work means I could become a bit desensitised to them a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm working with, you know, a lot of people I work with, are, you know, some, some real talk, a lot of people I work with struggle, are in sedentary positions or may have complex body shapes and are in wheelchairs. And so when I get them out to do physio, almost... Not, not exclusive, but almost everybody breaks wind at some point, and so you just get so used to just kind of passing it over. Um, and I don't know if that's maybe you know ruined my boyhood chucklingness of, <laughs> of 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 flatulence. I'm not sure, oh. but I'm just kind of so used to it just being a thing. Like today, today we were a lady uh, was supporting somebody do some sit stand work um, as part of a rehab plan. And um, she calls them a rocket thrusters. Which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's engaged boosters and then just lets rip, which is, you know, when it's framed that way, it's quite funny. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, maybe, maybe I need to re engage with the child in me a little bit. She found like a Star Trek voice. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I still find him quite funny and uh, I will laugh. And since I'm now in a field like you, Ali, uh, with well, pediatrics with uh, kids with special needs and challenges, and yeah, and uh, so there's a lot, lot of farting going on. But uh, since they're kids, I can still enjoy laughing about it. You know, well, especially when the kids run around your department and turn the laughing gas on. Oh, for fuck yeah! Oh <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> so we had a, a recently. Uh, quite challenging patient then uh that was uh yeah he's got laughing flying around like on tap (laughs) yeah we actually got on tap uh just just think all the syndromes you can get and then you slap on uh heavily reduced cognitive function and uh behavioral issues and uh, then you slap down uh, a, a solid slab of muscle and big, big, big for a kid. Let's, let's put it like that. And Billing this, <laughs> maybe four or five of building. He's quite, you know, <laughs> quite I'm like though. a racing snake, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all this... lean tissue. There's nothing big about me at all. <laughs> <laughs> wiry, I think the word is long and wiry. I'm like Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> like a lurcher no, dog. Yeah, I am no, like, yeah, lurcher dog. No, you know, no, no fluff, nothing. Just 
Except your ball sack now, you old. Other than fuck. that, I tuck in my socks, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Yeah. Well, That's what happened. Well, anyways, so <laughs> let me get finish my story. Sorry, right? Carry on. Fuck's sake, man. Uh, so, <laughs> so you stuck, and... you stuck this kid in a room full of laughing gas. Basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. We need to look at uh, the efficacy of your treatment plans in Norway. To be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Norwegian way. <laughs> and so, okay, so this was a joint a joint <laughs> examination stuff like with the auto, you know, the auto bro and and stuff like that. And um, and this kid was got hold of the remote control for the treatment bench or the examination bench and just went up and down, up and down, up and down. And uh, communication was like uh, not good. It was sign, simple sign language and uh, sounds. So imagine you got like 120 kilos of muscle uh, within uh, of and on the inside, basically a two-year-old. And, uh, uh, Sorry, did you call me then for a second? Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, you were talking <laughs> to me. Sorry. Yeah, just, Sorry. just think, Alistair. Just think, Alistair. You that forgot to take Alistair. 120 kilos of child. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck the anonymity. Just it was Ali. And <laughs> oh, okay. So we're so we're in this setting. We're in the room, and and the kid starts acting up, and there's you can't, there's nobody there to stop him, and you and you're trying your best. And of course, when this shit happens, nobody wants to be in a room. Nobody wants to be the strict one. Nobody wants to be the one shutting this down, right? And the poor parent is trying the best uh, they can to calm the situation down and, and get out. And slowly but certainly, every other healthcare professional in that room was gone. First, the orthopedic went then his assistant then the uh, doc from my apartment went so suddenly i found myself alone in this room and realized i've been played uh and have to deal with it myself rather than getting away and this kid was so strong he and what they wanted to do was to turn on yeah every button he found and everything that could be rotated, including laughing gas. So I, I, I don't understand, on the I don't understand yeah. why there's la laughing gas. Laugh there's it, a good explanation for that. Yeah. Just you just in like the laugh. You just thought, I'll, I'll bring that in today. Yeah, so there's a good explanation for that. Okay, for some part of my work, we give so. uh, Botox injections to like spastics, uh, spastic kids. Um, and we are experimenting or trying out uh, instead of like giving them heavy medication that makes them drug, drug them out. We we are quite successful in using laughing gas. Yeah. Right. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Um, fair enough. Presentation. Yeah. yeah. So we get uh, so sort of get uh, about that actually. So yeah, it's quite yeah, sure it works quite quite well. Yeah, and you of course you give them you know the uh, uh, local anesthesia through you know the band aids you. Smack on. Mm. Can't remember the names now. So they numb the skin where the needles, the injections are going, and then laughing gas and just uh, breathe in, time. breathe out. Yeah. So it's like that, 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 now that you've clarified that, that's good. 
thank you for that. <laughs> but but instead of having you know uh, drugged up drunk uh, kids trying to wake up and getting home, you got they're good after ten minutes. After that, they're good, good mm-hmm. to go. So uh, it's, yeah, we can't do that on on everybody, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, on most, it works really, really, really good. And so we have laughing gas, yeah. And uh, those vents were turned up at full. Is the name still. accurate? Does it actually make you laugh? Oh, you haven't tried it? I don't think, don't think so. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Pretty sure. You, Alistair, you tried it? Uh, no, it's not something necessarily. That is it not? Is it not for? what they used to give um, in dentistry years ago? Or am I imagining that? Yeah, I think that was another type of gas, but it was the same stuff. Yeah. But okay, oh, so I've tried it. Uh, What's that? That different. Sure. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I've tried that. I had a few swigs of that. Send your head funny. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, we got uh, laughing gas when, when in labor, or we don't, my wife got. And uh, so I, the last kid, I didn't dare to try it the first, but the first kid, but the second kid, we were passing the mask back and forth through the labor. And uh, so it, it makes you feel like, um, makes you feel drunk and like your skin is paper a little bit of, ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's a ooh gas. It's not a ha ha gas. It's a ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nitrous oxide used in, in pediatric dentistry. Yeah. yeah. And on drag strips around the, the world. Yes. I was going to make a joke, but it got interrupted about being a, a crap plot for the new Fast and Furious movie in a Botox clinic, but it's sort of, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, right, let's go back Mr. to the Jury, 364. Fucking, I knew, yeah. I knew I shouldn't invite you to bomb his, his, his part. I should have gotten Luke alone. <laughs> I'm actually trying to write a, a, an evidence report as well right now at the same time, so I, if, if you need quietness, I can head off. <laughs> Evidence <laughs> from what? What? Shotted myself today as well. <laughs> no, not my you. favorite, my favorite moment of of shadowing Alistair is, of course, the lovely, lovely patient that just stood up to him and called him cunt at least seven times during his session. <laughs> Which one was that then? There's quite a few like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I know which one you mean. I know which one you mean. As, as with that person today again, yeah, lovely. That is a, what, a, what a great, what a great sort of um, patient therapist or person therapist, what, whatever we want to say, um, relationship to be able to tell stories about that. I think that's just brilliant. I think that's no, it's great. not. It's, it's damn right abuse. I think after be you know exposed to this sort of abuse in the workplace, but my employer these days is just terrible. <laughs> so it's insane. All I all, all I did was she, I was cheering this person on. I was like, "Yeah, get him! You tell him, yeah." And it got progressively worse during the session. It was, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. He has difficulty opening jars as well, Martin. But that's because he's got cerebral palsy. Whereas you know, that's why I think you were kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah. Okay, those, those little fingers. Sorry, it's a running joke, and listeners might not understand this joke. But anyway, it's um, yeah, <laughs> tiny hands. <I'm laughs> Just gonna... keep an eye out. He has got tiny hands, as our Martin. Really, really. Oh, it's not his fault. They're, like I said, that's why we call him Wade Wilson because they will regrow one day. 
<laughs> Wade Wilson. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I do need to get off to this um, uh, to this report, gentlemen. So I shall stop bombing and. Um, making more friends on the internet. Have a nice um, chat, Luke. <laughs> Good <laughs> evening. Take it easy, gents. Bye, Ali. Say hi to Liz. We'll, we'll do. Bye. Yeah. Fucking guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's get back to... Okay, two things i like to discuss further on. Firstly, get sodded back in the light. And uh, I know I asked you this once before, but... I need a fuck up. We need a fuck up. You need to tell me. You need. You need to tell the two Martins here right now. Your physical fuck ups. And oh, I'm not. Yeah, forget that. Billing is a is a middle management man. Uh, yeah, but I'm not. Yeah. yeah, but I have absolutely nothing to do with um, the email yeah. management. Yeah, you're right. I do mm. know them personally. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have a we have a built-in interweb un, behind our eyelids just like yeah. always connected to like every single middle boss. management person yeah we just automatically datex just bosh done <laughs> yeah <laughs> but don't 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 think about that Luke. just give us your i'm trying to trying to think of seconds I, I mean there is one that's not not overly humorous it's just a mix up of things but it's not like a uh, not, not something podcast worthy, but there's one where I've just had the wrong patient in me with me for ages, and we only realised like right at the end of the session that it was the wrong person, and yeah. my actual patient was sat outside the whole time. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we, I kind of realised, and I was like, "Oh damn!" You know, and I, I've been speaking, and my my colleague thought they had a DNA. I actually had their patient in with me. Did they have? Did they have so, the same problems then? Yeah, I think it's, it's, the problems are quite mirrored. And I think because I kind of mumble a bit anyway. So I, I obviously said their name and they stood up and it looked like, okay, yeah, hi, how you doing? Coming in and had a good chat and stuff. And it was all going really well. And then there was something to do with the details at the end. I think we were just confirming what the plan was and went over some details. And she's like, oh, no, I don't live there. And then, you know, it went on to some other details and it just suddenly dawned on me that it was a completely wrong person. I was thinking maybe the wrong referrals, because it's an electronic system, maybe the wrong referral has been attached, which can happen from time to time, not very often. But, um, but yeah, it was the wrong person. So my actual patient so it put me behind for the rest of the day. So that was um, that was fun. And my, my colleague thought they had a DNA. So like, oh, yeah, I've just seen your patient. Don't worry. I got you. So you call in the wrong patient. Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't do my due diligence, I suppose, as I say, to check everything thoroughly at the beginning. Remember, yeah, who remember the day? What date was it? This was probably at least maybe a few years back. This is when I was in like MSK, not standard MSK physio. So um, it would yeah, have been okay. a, a few years back. Yeah, you got a billing years back <laughs> yeah details yeah. add to the datex yeah <laughs> datex just really was a prat that oh we have, we have a 10 day turnaround for datex so it's, it's been and gone don't worry about that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it won't be done now yeah podcast uh, yeah. will be the evidence <laughs> but, yeah probably but yeah. okay so uh yeah that's you know, it's not really a fuck up isn't it 
Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, yeah. it's... we need blood, mate. We need blood. This is the first episode in a couple of months. We need blood. Yeah. But that's just, I might have to come back to you. I don't have any really yeah. juicy okay. ones. I mean, I've, yeah, got, I've got a couple that, that they're not necessarily fuck ups, but they're, 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 you know, incidences which, um, you know, could have been better, shall we say. Didn't involve a prostate exam. No, no. And <laughs> not one with when both hands were on my shoulders. No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Autoquine exam. <laughs> yeah, quarter Can you feel that? Um, <laughs> Not yet, but I could. Um, when we used to do um, acupuncture, um, I had a patient who, um, you know, we used to put acupuncture in and set a timer and a bell and gave them a little bell, a dingly bell, so when they're, you know, when the timer goes, just in case we didn't have oh, a yeah. timer. Um, but this guy who used to be a, around around Robin really used to come in all the time. Um, you know, three months would get another referral, three months would get another. This is this I'm talking probably 20 18 19 years ago even um and he he just came out of the cubicle before anything had happened he'd got fully dressed again um and still had all the acupuncture needles in his back <laughs> looking like hellraiser just, just yeah just literally just <laughs> just got dressed just got up thought that somebody had been in to remove them all you know count them in count them out nobody had done that but um yeah, he came out with all these needles bent and tucked and all sorts in. That wasn't that wasn't <laughs> pleasant. But he, he was fine because he thought he'd got an extra boost, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh shit! Hold at the end. Extra boost of five minutes makes all the extra difference. boost. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you left him in the way. I know. Yeah, it's good. It's a good job we caught him on the way out, really, because he, you know. Um, yeah, this yeah, you say the, the bleeding means all the bad stuff's coming out. So, yeah. well, <laughs> that's the bad chi. Yeah, being yeah. That's, yeah and yeah. if your your breath, you when you're breathing, you starts to rattle. It's just a good sign. It's yeah, good sign. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No worries there. Okay, another <laughs> one then, Billy. Come on. Um, I mean, I've done, I've, I've done, you know, things like ultrasound when it's not been turned on. You know, I've done that probably a few times um i found a guy's hip once you did yeah. a what to a hip when I, when I was a student i ultrasound a guy's arthritic hip did you <laughs> well then actually yeah you know what i mean it's um but obviously I, I, three I, megahertz I, I, to get the deep obviously <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's is at the time probably the only time in my life where i knew what the settings meant <laughs> doing module on it type of thing is it? Well, who's the guy who does ultrasound? Is that 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 guy written a book? Uh, Tim, Tim, someone. Isn't it? Tim Watson, is it? Yeah, Tim Watson was the was the yeah. he was the electrotherapy master. I think he's yeah, still yeah. going. He's still like. Yeah, I mean, I have, to, I have to say, if you if you if you look at his course content, he he mm. he is very robust. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and hats off. You know, really, yeah, it's, um, things have changed though, haven't they? So it's. You know, it's well, isn't there something about uh, talking about ultrasound? Uh, no, I can't. I can't remember in my head what, what the um, the, uh, the research say. Uh, what research? But I remember reading something about. Well, yes, it does. Like in 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 arthritis and in bone healing, it has a, a significant uh like effect 
compared to to nothing. But the effect is when you are having ultrasound on like twelve hours a day. Mm. So it's impractical. With, or, yeah, well, you get maybe a week battery less ultrasound you, strap it to your leg. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So it's not it's not practical it. in day to day usage. Like, mm. so there's a use for it. Well, but there's effect to it, but it's not a use for it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You, you can't. Yeah. We one one of the one of the um, intermittent papers in my first year was about the use of electrotherapy and its, its efficacy, and I remember doing it. But I mean, back then we had we hand wrote our assignments. We didn't have to type them up because we didn't have computers or that you know. You didn't type right. You, you, you no, there was a, there was a there was a no there was a there was a computer. There was a computer room in the university, but nobody nobody had a laptop or a desktop in there. Nobody did. It was nineteen. Also called uh, for today known as Stonehenge. That's the computer room in the slate. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, if you if you look at the theory of ultrasound and electrotherapy, it it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? You know, cavitation yeah. and and cell membrane transfer and 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 healing properties and uh, pro-inflammatory oh, stuff. It sounds amazing, yeah. Um, it's just a shame it doesn't really do that. It, but it would be yeah. really good if it did, wouldn't it? Yeah. I've I've put pulse yeah. shortwave on. I I remember doing an in, uh, doing a training thing for, uh, when I was a junior at York, and one of my one of my clinical reasonings was to. Um, reduct a disc prolapse with pulse shortwave because it would shrink <laughs> it obviously nice Last that's, that. That, i mean but that but that was relatively relevant at the time you know people we thought that that was maybe what was going on because we thought that extensions would push a disc back in and we thought traction would suck a dick dick suck a dick yeah. <laughs> suck a suck disc a dick, back yeah. in well, it, it, it does. You know, really does it, does, it really so that, does. It really does, especially if you get a good seal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so, so yeah, so it was a relevant thought at that time, wasn't it? But clearly, things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> to say that something about uh, about the thing may working in theory than not in practice. Like shockwave is one of them. Like shockwave is what is. Yeah, somewhat biological, mm. plausible, but then again, you 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 don't see the recurrent effect of it. No. Mm. no. So that's just mm. yeah. Another yeah, thing I, I think it, I think that's an area we just don't still don't really know. Um, yeah, I, I think data is very sparse still isn't it relatively and long term even though it's been around a while I, ju I just don't know if it's and again is it efficacious and and an effective money yeah. money wise and time wise can can it be done reasonably exactly, easily yeah. you know because that's that's another thing that we need to to like have a light on is is it is not only is it effective but in effective in what means yeah does it does it give us an edge well, yeah, if like ultrasound used for 12 hours a day. Okay, how big is that edge? Not mm. that big. It's not big enough to like defend using 12 hours a day for, yeah. for two months, right? And um, and uh, the same with shockwave. And you see every time it's like uh, 
it's in somewhat guidelines you can try this it's always like three to four sessions no more right and and it's a cut that it's because we're thinking about effectiveness not only is does it give it us an edge but is it give it us enough enough of an edge to be usable mm. I, I fucked that up do you, do you know what i mean no no absolutely yeah of course no, yeah. Yeah. is it is it is it efficacious if it is is it effective is it is it efficient and is it is it realistically applicable within the resources that you have that's what you have to do um and that that's i think that's the same in public and private sectors you know i'm sure private people would say differently that you've got a larger bubble to play with haven't you you've got a larger time parameter to play with but um at the end of the day at the end of that 12 week whatever what's the outcome are, yeah. are these people any different really and maybe maybe they're not really you know if you do if you do a b and c over 12 weeks or just a at 12 weeks where are we we're probably about the same you know so um you know you have to yeah, you have to it. think of those things in both those worlds i don't i don't believe that to be just the public world personally it's no. not um if i was running a business I'd, I'd be looking at that you know if that was my money my time certainly yeah it, it, is it worth the extra mm. time expenditure the the let's say that you've got 30 minutes for the patient you want to use 10 of them doing something that will probably not give you an edge mm. all right and um in the public system, like in NHS and the Norwegian equivalent of the NHS, I think that we need to use money the best way we we can, and there shouldn't be an offer for doing something else when we know that doesn't within the time frame we have time frame we have gives that edge. So then just take it off the table if as you say martin that after 12 weeks the answer is still the same mm. yeah yeah That's, so you, uh, you often get the argument don't you that's like okay what what else are you going to do what, you know what else are you going to offer and there's that kind of need to offer something you, you know even if it's not overly effective like, okay well mm. we'll try this if that doesn't work okay we'll try that if that doesn't work okay try this you know, and, and he, uh, I think it's a slightly um, slippery slope sometimes. But well, it's not if you know if people really want to try stuff and they're you know paying customers and stuff like that. But in the public sector, whereby you kind of you know you want to make sure that what you're doing is uh, you know as effective as possible and efficient. You know, cost. Yeah, well, co- yeah, cost effective. Not, yeah. not just like cut corners, like you know, get the cheapest option possible or you know, get the option that's like kind of completely rule out other things that still work. It's just making sure that you've got you know, the options available, the best that we've got and, and guided by robust, well thought out guidelines and things like that. Yeah. So um, it just gets tricky in a private, you know, people offered other things like people go for, you know, have a good old scrape on their arm and they get those weird red marks and stuff. Or you get a couple of shit here. It's always weird with the um, the athletic population as well, because it's a totally different ball game. So, I get really annoyed at that the scraping it's like shit. psychological it's edges. I can't any get my head, yeah, I can't get my head around that. I mean, what's that all in, about? They're in a ball game where you've you know anything that's going to give them that slight positive mind or edge or feeling that okay, I'm going to perform better, even if they don't 
doesn't really do anything for them. It just kind of gives them that slight, you know, one percent more. Big, but then public see that and think, okay, that's what. Why am I not getting that? Why is not that not offered on the NHS? Why are they getting it and not me? Oh, it's because they're an athlete. Because they're you know they can buy the best. But actually, it's not not the same. It's a it's a, often a different reason. And, and, and yeah, and the other we're talking about athletes the, again. They, there's, they they don't get the best. They get what players think they need, uh, and the money people think they need. Just is I think the the biggest myth we have within healthcare is that athletes and professionals get the top of the line treatment because they really don't. No, they get they get everything quickly, yeah. um, but but um, everything is not necessarily what anything. Sorry, what anyone needs. No. You know, so I think that um, yeah, I think that we can say that top athletes like the Premier Leaguers they get the best rehab available, but they don't necessarily get the best treatment. Maybe, like maybe a, a good a good friend of mine who I will give a shout out to, um, Mr. Robert Price, who I trained with, um, is a um, a, a leading um, clinician in in the sports world we we have a few discussions um over whatsapp about um various things and he he the, the medical world that they sit in is is a is a different world it's a it's it's not comparable it can't be compared to to certainly to public health and and i would also argue any private health systems really um and it's and it's not that they, they you know but also if you look at the demands of of of, of premier league football for example compared to tennis players compared to cricket players that they're the demands of those are all very very different so um yeah. and and the you know the data that they drive and and the performance that they have to achieve on a day you know on a, on a very very regular basis in season is, is for example for premier league footballers it's just extraordinary it's mind-boggling isn't it so um you you can't you can't kind of dissuade that one percenter you can't anything to get that edge you know uh, yeah. across a across a squad um and then not suggesting anything's good or bad or right or wrong it's just that that's what happens and um it's, it's just a completely different world something that i have no experience in at all i don't i don't know anything about that that world at all but yeah. we had um, an interesting discussion around that a while back about you know early scanning you know you get a footballer mm. they get an injury you know next day they're in the scanning room yeah getting a looked at and you could, that's the tricky part because again it's for that sporting reason they're scanning with a specific goal it seems anyway to understand the injury as mm. best as possible so they can plan the rehab they can plan training mm. they can plan when are they likely to get back into the game um you could argue does that help you be a huge amount more accurate with that or is it just like everybody else depending on symptoms Depending on how they're getting on, how they you know perform as part of their gradual rehab process back to training and then in the game, um, you could argue that maybe either way. But I guess for them, they just want all the information they possibly can. Yeah. Um, but then what happens is you get you know matey boy playing Sunday league football, thinking you know I've had this injury, it feels like a muscle strain. Why am I not getting a scan? Mm. You know, 
holding it back for me. You know, why why am I not getting the same treatment as these guys? So sometimes That's, you get. I mean, yeah. I think most like are sensible and they're not like that. But you get. Well, I mean, the world the world is the world is changing. I saw it. I saw a comedian. I saw Dave Chappelle say something about desensitization and how you know news is twenty four seven and and you know stabbings and shootings and war is constantly being poured upon us and we don't we we don't realize these things are terrible anymore you know and it's the same yeah. sort of thing with healthcare isn't it we we see these we see these procedures and scans and everything and and everyone feels the same thing why as you say Luke why why am i not getting that why am i still got this niggle what unfortunately that's the world we live in now 24/7 everywhere isn't it you know we've got devices attached to us all the time you know it's diff it's very it's very very difficult the, the world is shifting but coming back to it it does it that doesn't mean to say what what is clinically relevant and what healthcare should be is should shift because um as you both know i find i find that a really odd argument or discussion that people think that healthcare should be x y and z when it maybe shouldn't be healthcare should be based on clinical need and nothing more but it's it's much more tricky than that and what's frustrating for me is that people think that that's because of efficiency or, or cost and yeah. and it and it and it you you can drive innovation and efficiency without without not around best practice and not just about cost why wouldn't you want to be effective and efficient that makes no sense to not be, does it? Yeah. However big your gift is, however big your resource pack is, you would still want to look after it. I don't understand. You know, if I if I earn ten million pounds a year, I'd still look after ten million pounds a year. I wouldn't just fuck it about, would I? You know, it's just bizarre that people think that it's just about cost when it's when it's not. It's about the best for the public. That's what it should be. Yeah, um, especially in, in an institution which seems to be, you know, by definition, trying to help people and, and do the absolute best for them within exactly resources exactly. they've got. It just seems odd. That's a kind of, but you, yeah, like you said. But, you, but again, with everything, it's, it's extreme, isn't it? Every, everything sits at the edges these days. It's, it's, you know, you're, you're driving, you're, you're driving telehealth appointments because you can't be bothered to see anybody face to face. Well, no, that's, that's not the case, is it? That's, that's not true at all. We know that telehealth is really effective for some things and some people choose it because it's more convenient for people and it covers right. everything we would need to do in a consultation. But in some people, it's not effective. It's not needed. And something else is required, maybe a video, maybe digital, maybe web pages, maybe a face-to-face. -face. You know, um, having mm. all of these options is better than referred, sit on a waiting list, seen. That's just bonkers. That's not how it should be. You know, there are lots of options that are as effective and can be. Um, and that, that's where we're at, I think, really, or should be, anyway. Yeah. Fuck's sake. This, uh, this podcast just got serious. That's... Uh, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Mark oh, Billings okay. is in the room. Fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, it's good. Uh, We've been talking for nearly an hour now. Chaos podcast. But um, one last thing. We'll have to, uh, Billing, we'll have to schedule you in for a whole podcast about implementing systems, I think. That's a uh, tricky one. But one last thing, Luke, I want to talk about uh, VR, video gaming and physio. Oh, yeah. Oh, can we not just talk about video gaming? <laughs> yeah, video game. Yeah, I love video games. Um, 
So yeah, I, I I've had a kind of um, fleeting interest in, um, I suppose the, the use of uh, gamification in a way, but also specifically virtual reality in the. Um, quite a new medium i suppose and it's um, people will be aware of it by now surely but um it's generally sits you in a, a different place so you're kind of transported it's a 3d environment so you're kind of taken somewhere else so there's they, they, they although it's been researched for quite a while more recent research is starting to kind of gather pace in terms of being effective in certain situations so they've they've used it quite a lot in pain situations so for example, people going under simple um, surgeries or maybe wound changes for like burns patients and things like that, where they've had to do things that are really uncomfortable and, and quite, you know, really not very nice. But they've had the headsets on and found people to just tolerate it better and then, um, experience less pain or just be distracted better or whatever. Um, so things like that are quite positive. Um, the other, and, and obviously then there's implications for loads of surgery, right? There's, Say like hip and knee surgery, they use um, spinal blocks and will sedate people more or less depending on their preference. But if they had a headset on, they might not need any sedation at all um, and just be, you know, we can watch a film or they can play a little, you know, game with their eyes or with with a controller or whatever, you know. So there's, there's options there. Obviously, you know, then there's implications about infection control and the rest of it. But so that's that. And then there's there's a physio side which. You know, if you're talking about physio in terms of exercise movement, you know there are a ton of games now available where you're you're moving around quite a lot. And you can suddenly get a proper sweat on if you want. If you want to full on workout, you can do that. Um, squatting, punching, lots of kind of stuff there. Um, but then there's also just general movement, like hitting a target, that type of thing. Um, I've got a friend um, uh, who's on on Twitter, um, Oliver Dada. Um, you may have heard, seen him recently on Twitter. I think we've had some discussion with you guys. Um, so he's made a little game where kind of you've got little balls that come towards you and you have to reach and touch these balls and they're kind of reaching down. It's almost like, you know, that um, game where you have to touch the lights. Yeah, yeah, before they go out. Kind of one of lines and he's reaching in for a target. So there's things like that that could be implemented quite nicely for like stroke patients and other things where you're trying to, or even, you know, shoulder rehab or something. I don't know, there's things there that might have potential um, in terms of another option, just another arm, another possibility. Maybe with kids, if they kind of find exercise generally with kids is always quite tricky, isn't it? And getting them to do anything. Whereas if you say, okay, play this game for, you know, a couple of weeks and I'll see you at the end, uh, do it this often, whatever, you know, there might be something in that, you know. So I'm just interested about where it goes, really. It might kind of peter out and be nothing, but. Um, it's, yeah. it's gathering pace and there's more and more money being pumped into VR in terms of developing yeah. tech. Apple's into it now. Some big companies are all getting into it now. So right. there's a lot of money going through the system and tech's um, progressing quite quickly now. So we're um, yeah. I know it's going to be good. Uh, yeah. yeah, in pediatrics now, we, um, we are actually using uh, VR as uh, like... Um, getting kids to focus on something else during blood tests, blood samples. Yeah. But as you say, we, uh, there's a whole world that uh, we could use this in a rehab type of stuff. Well, I've just tried to get 
four, five VR glass is up and running again now. At my at my job, and uh, try this uh, roller coaster. Okay. <laughs> oh, I've got I've got a story. Well, not a story, but I got a thing about that. So, yeah, you carry on. Well, yeah, that made me so. I'm too old for them now. <laughs> I, I cried and got tossed out of the game because I moved too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I, I, I would fall over and because I, I get dizzy standing up. So it's, yeah. um, you know, not, not one, of, one of the most trippy things I've ever done. And it'd be cool for you guys to try it at some point. But you got the, the roller coaster game where you're kind of flying all over the place, up, down, left, right, down steep slopes, up steep slopes. If you go on a, a static exercise bike whilst in that, it's mm. really trippy because you get that sense of that the cycling feels easier when you're going down and it feels it? harder when you're going up. It's That's really weird. Yeah, you get this kind of sense of momentum that you're influencing it, even though you're cycling the same same uh, resistance, but there's a very clear, distinct, uh, well, the ontological feel difference in terms of how it feels uh, when you're cycling so it's a really it's a weird you know, like, you, can't, you can't you can't give you can't give billing these ideas now we're going no, to no, videos not, i can, I can walk on my hands lift, so. i cannot go in a vr thing that's just not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's 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 a cool distinction i think that's a part. okay so uh we've been chatting for all an hour yeah online i think we'll need to uh cut it especially since this episode has been the chaos mayhems the chaos so it should uh poor miss luke thought they would be the only one i thought it would be funny to invite everyone else he knew yeah that's a good idea happily it would have been incredibly boring <laughs> no no but that's the funny part because I, I met you in real in in irl in real life um IRL. this yeah this this summer yeah it was good fun and uh but as you said, you're a type that uh, you're introverted. You said, "I'm looking yeah, forward." Yeah, I remember you texting us, and I'm looking forward to it. But I like I'm introverted, room. so yeah. And, is, uh, is that always been Luke, or is that just is that is that becoming something more as you're getting older? Uh, no, I think it's well. I, I think I've I've always been more introverted. Generally, I've always mm. been quite shy, you know, and I've become less shy to a degree, mm. but you know generally you know social stuff I, I i like meeting up with people in certain situations you know like christmas parties and stuff it's great yeah. to meet but then generally i'm very happy just sat you know in a in a, in a fairly dark room just watching tv or um playing on or something like that you know or in the the grime i've always been grime. extremely shy my, when we used to go and visit my auntie and uncle i used to sit in the car <laughs> i didn't ever <laughs> yeah. used to go in um yeah. <laughs> and I, i'm much i'm i'm com i'm comfortable and confident in groups i know but outside of that i would rather just not be involved at all it's just not an area i'm <laughs> comfortable with at all yeah. <laughs> just a funny yeah. just, and as you, as you get older i just much you know if i'm you know being on being on your own is peace <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is it's, yeah. it's a good thing no, <laughs> contentment no and that's okay with me you know but it's quite it's quite impressive like uh you know You've Martin, you've only met like Luke on on, on web chats and stuff like that. But having him turn up at, at Alistair's house and this big, big beefy man, 
he's got more beefy now. He looks like beefy broad shoulders. No, yeah, he's, he's got the jeans. I know it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. and the, and the biceps just look. You know, he's like, yeah, so yeah, there's not how much to it. Yeah, some wonderful stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I got some exciting news for the people listening to this chaos episode. It's that this Christmas we are actually gonna hand out some podcast merch. We got some stuff in, yeah, with the Friday Physio mm-hmm. Confession podcast logo oh, on yeah, it. Merch. We do now, bitch. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh you won't, have, you won't have to buy dodgy Liverpool Norway t-shirts anymore. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if anyone's interested in that, they need to uh and if anyone survived to the end of this episode. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah. We need your best <laughs> confessions, your biggest confessions, your biggest fear, your biggest fuck ups. And we'll have a raffle between them and give out. In total, we have four prizes. What with this is unique, guys. It's once and only four prizes, the Friday Physical Confession podcast on it. And of course, I'll be sending you off with a private photo of a private greeting from me. It oh, may be oh, good. New, may not be. Yeah. And of course, if you're extra lucky, you'll get a sample of my bodily fluids. Okay. Yeah. What kind of photo are we talking about? Like a topless well, you, snake. Yeah, you'll well you have to uh you know add in a confession, send in the confession to see. Right? <clears throat> I'm not gonna tell you. Okay. You've seen, you've seen the podcast. You've seen too much of me already. But that's another story. Yeah, that's and I, I haven't, yeah. but I've seen enough. Is that, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always delete a photo so you can see my nudes one. Already too much. Already well, too much. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, we live in a horrible world where you can't send your internet mates a wank-off video and they... <laughs> don't and don't, and they don't keep it. I mean, what sort of mates are they? You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> what the bloody hell. Well, again, thank you for listening and getting on to the end. It's been an hour of chit chat finally we got luke todd back and i will try again to see if i can score the stories he'd made up because luke also made a song uh and i'll not yeah i did a a jingle last time didn't i yeah you did a jingle i've got on my computer i think so yeah i'll try and um, fish it out yeah and we'll add that one in and uh brilliant but then again send us your confessions and maybe you'll get something in return yeah. All right. Do it, people. Yeah, absolutely. Do it, people. Thanks for coming, Luke. Thanks for popping yeah, in, Martin. Seeing, Thanks for having me. And, see you, Luke. Uh, good to see you, Martin. Yeah. And uh, Luke, when you fuck up for real, come back, eh? I will, yeah. yeah. Take- and we need blood. Like, I think it needs to be something f- would, in regards maybe, to Maybe I should just send or- you the last seven patients I had. They'd all probably have their own story. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do maybe that. I just need to should, get out, We yeah. should do a patient like interview session, do one after another. Yeah, that would be a laugh. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> thanks you for listening and thank you all for coming. And thanks to Alistair Beverly that popped in. And again, he's coming to Buda, Norway, 17th February, doing his course live. 
for us. And if you're lucky, I'll get him to do the last part on you. But I promise, bye now.